Well, you guys, we've been doing Romans 12. Everybody's been hanging with us in Romans 12, right? And we've been looking at these verses in Romans 12 these last few weeks, and we're up to like verse 8, I think, something like that, right? 1 through 8 or something. And, and so what we, did, what we do once in a while here at Branches is we just pause and we kind of reflect on like, what have we been hearing? Like, what's stirring up in our hearts? What are we reflecting on with these verses? And so just as a quick recap, um, well, actually, yeah, we, yeah, this is the way, Romans 12. We, we did like those first couple of verses where like, and maybe you want to open your Bible right now. It's Romans 12. You can check it out. Because the first couple of verses you'll see, they're about like giving your regular everyday life and, and God infusing it with purpose and meaning. Kind of like your whole life can be worship to God. It can have this deep meaning and purpose in the world. And then there's this idea that through that, that God's going to do this transforming work in our life. We talked about the caterpillar and the cocoon and the butterfly, this transforming work that God does in us, bringing the best out of us, the message paraphrase says. So, so we're like, God's doing this work in us. And then there's this part about belonging to a community of faith and all of us getting a part to play in that. And that's what we talked about, teams and getting involved and, and getting, getting connected with others in this group. And then, and then last, that's what we talked about last week, yeah. So those are kind of the, the sort of the theme of these verses. So we thought, we, let's take some time to reflect and pause. Now, as we were doing this, and I was thinking about today and reflecting on these verses, uh, I've been also talking to and getting to know better a, a, a new friend in the last year and a half, this guy, well-known artist, his name's Matt Beard. Maybe you, maybe you might know him. It, this isn't the first time Matt Beard, and I, so we hung out a couple of years ago. I'm doing live music on Zoom during COVID, and Matt is painting like the end of the world right there. So <laughs> this, is, this is where we were in, in, in COVID, right? We were just like, it's all burning. Like it's all, it's over. And we were bummed, but we got to do this cool little thing together. We got to know each other through that. Now this other picture is sort of a snapshot of the finished product. This, this incredible, like, unique painting for Matt. This forest on fire. And, and we, we got to know each other in this last year. And, and Matt's having this like, this, like, spiritual revival in his life. Like this newfound, incredible relationship with God. And I'm loving hearing about the story. And I'm, I'm thinking about Romans 12. And I, I'm thinking, you know what? It would be so cool if Matt would be willing to kind of go through journey with us through Romans 12, these verses, and help us unpack a little bit of the, the challenges and the nuances of these verses and pray along with us. And so he said he would. And so we've been doing Romans 12 now for these weeks along with you. He's on loan to us this morning from his home church, town church in Eureka. Um, but we're like, hey, would you be willing just to come and hang out with us and sort of talk about how Romans 12 is hitting you? And because when he was sharing... To me about it, I thought, you guys, I think there's so many of us that can relate to these feelings, these, this challenge that, um, that Matt's wrestling with, and, 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 just, it, and, and hearing how God is working in his life in a really unique way, as only an artist can describe. Uh, I thought it'd be cool to have him with us today. So you guys, Matt Beard is here with us this morning. He's somewhere. He's right here. You guys, welcome Matt Beard. Come on up, bro. Come on up. You can grab a mic right there, and you can... I think we can sit on these stools right here, like this. Is this kind of is this kind of cool, like interview style? Yeah. This, Dude, yeah. This All right. You're right, Benjamin. They're bright. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Don't don't worry about the lights. It's all it's all good. It's all good. Um, okay. How to hold a mic? Hang on a second, because I yeah, gotta practice that. Out. Okay. How to, how, does this work? Yeah, I think that works. If I, if I drift, do you guys it's still cool. hear yeah, me? Yeah, Corey's a it, genius on how the. How critical board. is this? Because oh. I don't want to. <clears throat> 
No, it's good. It's good. All right. <laughs> Matt, I am so excited about, because you've been a Christian a long, long, long time, almost your whole life as a young child, growing up in church, Sunday school, all that stuff. But yet, it wasn't until just like a year ago or so that this radical transformation happened in your heart. And I think maybe some of us might be able to relate to that. Maybe we grew up in the church, or, 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 or and maybe some, some of it's not making sense, or, or maybe we're brand new to the church, and we're like, what is this, and how do I engage with this in a way that really matters and changes me? And so I wonder if you wouldn't mind just giving us a snapshot of the story. What's God doing in here? How, what, what happened? <laughs> uh, there's a lot to unpack, and I... It, so I'm sorry if I jump around and, and um, scramble all right. this. I'll, I'll help cue us along a lot. the road. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I was born in a uh, you know Christian family, church and and um, family were one and the same. Like my uncle was the pastor of the church forever. My grandpa was a Bible teacher, seven languages. Um, hmm. Named my son Harvey after him, Harvey Beard. Um, uh, the gospel was so familiar. Um, that I mean, I don't, I don't think it's something I ever had to learn. It was just, you know, it was life. Um, uh, by you know seven, I, my brother was ready to be baptized. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in. I, I think they tried to talk me out of it, and I was like, No, I'm in. I want that more than anything. And um, my dad dunked me. My feet went out of the water when my head went down. And, and, uh, you <laughs> that know, counts. These heathen feet have run all over the world <laughs> since then. Um, yes, yes. These unbaptized buggers down here. Um, yeah, all over the world looking for a, a God that I thought was out there. If I go far enough, maybe I'll find him further out. And, um, and you know, kind of, that was rough. <laughs> so that landed me in Arcata here, uh, you know, 93, um, just pretty far from God, uh, and he broke in, he broke through, he doesn't let us go, um, had a night, uh, you know, it was a birthday, um, uh, out with friends, there's 12 of us at a table, and, you know, I'm, I'm college, I'm not, I'm not walking with the Lord at all, so we're, we're, um, you know, can I say we were fairly well stoned at that point, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but, um, we were, but I look around and there's 12 friends at the table and I'm in the middle and I'm going, wow, this is like the last supper. <laughs> Dang. And so I go home, I, I played it off. I went home and I got my Bible and it's like, what are you doing? What is this? And, and I mean, I can't even believe I knew where my Bible was at that point. Um, but pulled it out, last page of Revelation, been torn out, put on the first page of the book of Matthew. And I'm just sitting there reading my name. Matthew, Matthew, and like, there's a presence in that name, there was something there, and I, it, I mean, I didn't know what to do with it, I, it's, what, I mean, I was brought up with Christianity, but I wasn't, I wasn't prepared to hear God call me from within, in that place like that, I just wasn't, that was outside the, um, outside the lines for me. Um, so I went and, you know, it's like, what, what are you doing? And I was like, I got to look in a mirror and see if I look as crazy as I feel right now because just, like, I'm just God calling me. Like, what is this? And I sat in front of a mirror and I'm just like, oh, there's just this guy. Like, just this guy in the image of God. Just, just and I had this peace. Like, it's okay. And um, that, I mean, the next day, like, and I, I didn't, like, become a, Christian then I think I already was 
I don't even know how to put words to the process of this. Um, but the next day, there, I mean, I, I'd suffered from a crippling anxiety, um, you know, social anxiety, and uh, um, even, um, like, fear of death. Like, I'd go surf, I'd put a wetsuit on, I'd hear my heartbeat, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm dying. And um, the next day after that just encounter with God, um, that was gone, just gone. Hmm. And so I was like, yeah, but I didn't know to say that. I was like, what happened? I was so, it was so confusing to me. This wasn't like what I was raised with, even though I was raised with knowing that, you know, yeah, God saves people. Like I knew, but this, this felt out of the box. And so I went, I was like, I got to figure out what that, what happened? So I looked into everything I could, um, you know, all the, Arcata's got a lot of options for people that want to try to understand spirituality or whatever. And I ended up coming back to the faith I was raised with, um, found Arcata First, and, you know, there's familiar faces here from Arcata First. If anybody's part of Arcata First Baptist in the, in the what, mid-90s, late-90s, oh, man. That was a good time. It was a good time. It was special. Um, but, uh, yeah, somewhere, I don't know, how, how far, how am I doing here? I'm, yeah, you're doing I'm, good. You're doing good. Okay, because I know I'm rambling. So, so a bunch of years go by, but you're so, you're kind of, but something led you to drift away again or something, right? Well, so yeah, I mean, there was that transformation, right? Like, so you had this moment. Like an undeniable something happened. And yeah. so what did I do? Like, I found an answer in the faith I was raised with. And uh, hard, to, hard to put this into words, but, but my, these familiar beliefs, these comforting beliefs, like, oh, yeah, God, yeah, Jesus did this. He forgave my sins. That's good. Like, that was a safe place. It was a place I could hide in Christianity from the God who was calling me. So, you know, that's what I did. I I, I wasn't, I, I wouldn't even say I was consciously like aware of that, but, you know, I was all in. Like, Bible study, prayer, let's do this church thing. I met my wife. We, we made a bunch of awesome kids that are, all three of them are here. And, um, you know, just thought, like, this is great. This is going to be life. It's going to be victory. It's going to be so good. And um, at the same time, where was I? Where, where was I going back to that place to meet with God? I was actually kind of terrified of that place. It seemed like it was the edge of losing grip with reality a little bit. So I went the safe route. And... In this safe route, there, you know, the, the change, I would always look back at that and go, there was such a transformation. But there was other ways where, I mean, I just was not transformed at all. Um, you know, so we're married, and then, like, well, I don't know. This is early 2000. Well, the, you know, so then, like, this dates us, but, you know, like, the Internet came along, and being being a guy and being untransformed in many ways and still being, like, hiding from God, like, I didn't stand a chance with some of the temptations that are there. And so, um, you know, my wife had to 
with me with this confusion. I'm broken, but I'm like, no, I'm a Christian. I don't know. Everybody likes, yeah, good. It's what we it's what guys. It's like, you know, I'm sitting here going like, hey, it's a room full of guys. Like, guys, we know, you guys know what I'm talking about. And, and I was just stuck, just stuck. So, um, you know, it came down to uh, my wife saying, hey, you know, it was years of like, you know, I felt like, this is how I felt, years of, uh, you need to figure this out, you need to do, you, you need to change, 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 and I'm, and I'm just going, I can't, I can't, I don't know, I'm stuck, I don't know, God, God didn't change me, I still, I'm still like this, and so I don't know, he did one change and he didn't do this one, I don't know why, why, but she finally said one day, um, I need help to figure out how to live with you. She wasn't saying, I need you to get different. She just said, I, I don't know how to live with you. And, you know, you guys know me like this artist and all. You might think, oh, so successful out here doing my painting and I got my family. and all. Like, there's just this veneer, right? Like, I'm just like another, you know, just broken. Like, my wife can't live with me. And so... Yeah, that, there was a night, um, I remember shortly after she said that, I sat on the couch and I was like, this is the first time in, I don't know, years, um, maybe ever, I don't know. I just said, I'm, this is kind of a funny thought, but I literally thought this in my head. I'm going to take a look inside this dark heart and see what's going on. And I don't know, I mean, maybe that's something you all do all the time, I don't know, but um, it was new to me, and I just sat there, I closed my eyes, and... And I'm kind of scared. And, I, and the thought that went through my head was, do not be afraid. Whatever you find here is only a mirror with which to see yourself more clearly. And I'm thinking, well, that's kind of cryptic and weird thought. But then I'm also thinking, but I found you here. Whoever just said that? Because it didn't, it didn't feel like, I mean, it was my thought, but it was, if there was another, if there was a, a other uh, behind that thought. And I said, no, oh, I don't. I don't know. I'm like, and so I'm like, I found you here. And I, I felt like I just heard a smile. That's, that's all I can say to that. And so I put that away. A few days later, we, we're reading Genesis. We, I'd still read the Bible with Amy. I'd be like, okay, Bible study. Yeah, let's do this. And it was like, I think mostly so I could like criticize Paul's ego or something. I just like, I, right. I don't know. I was like, but, but you I kind of go through the motions yeah. of like church and like Bible reading. And, and yet there's this whole other thing happening inside. Right. Yeah. So we're reading that and it's, it, we got to the place where God tells Jacob to go back to Bethel where he had the vision or the dream of the ladder, the angels ascending, descending and, and go build an altar there. And I'm thinking, that's the first place he had an encounter with God. And I just had that strange statement about like, whatever you find, some mirror. And I'm just going like, maybe I should go back to that place. And it, you know, the mirror is nothing, but it's like the idea of going this, God showed up in a way that like, it was confusion, confusion, just call my voice, I sat and and looked at myself and just this piece going, I don't, I can't explain that. But I, so that night I'm like, well, okay, God, I see where you're going. Like whoever you are out there, I'm going to do this. I mean, whoever you are in here, really, I'm going to do this. 
and um, sat down, and it was like I was 21 years old, and one day, it was like the next day, and just this flood of, like, God was present in that place, just, I don't know, you guys talk Holy Spirit stuff here, but I mean, it was just the whole, like, I could hardly sit up, um, just overwhelmed, and there wasn't an ounce of, what have you been doing? Why did you run and hide? What is wrong? It was just like, okay, here's what we're going to do now. Here's how you haven't loved yourself. Here's how you haven't thought you were worth uh, being better to yourself. Like, all this I thought, like, why aren't you changing me? And it's like, I just, I didn't value the person that God made. I'm sitting here staring at myself going, oh, you're here and this is... This is where you want to do your work. You don't want to do your work out there. You want to do your work here. And um, that just began a, a year of, uh, well, I mean, it began yeah. life. Yeah. I mean, and I'm praying to him, going, God, what, what does this mean? Was I a Christian before? Like, did I just become one now? Like, how does that work? And, and it's funny because, it, you know, it's just, it's in this place with him, I think, there's no, um, I mean, I was broken. It took that. I had to get, like, you all know, you got to get broken. Um, and the bear, there's like, there was just the curtain tore. You guys, there's just, there's no separation. When you, when you just, when you break and you go to him, there's, there's, it's open. So this becomes so conversational. I'm just, I'm like pouring myself out, but I'm actually listening more. Like it's this conversation coming back to me. He's, you know, like the woman at the, uh, at the well, and she's like, oh, he told me everything I ever did. I always thought like, he, he told her all her detailed, all the things she did wrong. And she's like, oh, only he could know all the things I did wrong. Wow. That's cool. It, I've come to think it wasn't just all the, like, we don't know what the whole conversation was, but how it went with me is going, he's telling me everything I ever did. But from a place of understanding, from a place of, like, all those things that you were so, you know, you think this is your sin and your shame, and it was. But... Revealing to me, like, the pain that was beneath it all. Like, there's something in that. There's something in this, like, there was no coming, like, this is your wrongness. It was, this is your suffering. This is the suffering. Like, the worst thing you can do. The wor you think of yourself at the worst time your most shameful moment and he told me it's like all I see is the suffering of the one that I love what, what do you do with that you know like so yeah anyway the guy was like am I a Christian he's like yeah. I don't I don't care about the labels <laughs> he's, like, he's like that's just the label that you use you're moving from death to life I'm like well I'll, let's do that yeah. Let's just do that, yeah. you know, like, yeah. where was I then? Where was I then? Where was I then? Yeah. Even all the way back, moving from death to life. And I, uh, I wonder if just these first couple of verses of, of Romans 12 really speak, and maybe you could even share how this hits that, but it's, it, yeah. here's the invite, was in the message paraphrase, says, here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. 
Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God, and you'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. You mm. got to kind of experience some, some slices of that. Right. Yeah. The, um, yeah, the way God works, the way transformation happens. Because this hasn't just been like, oh, I realized some things. Like, like that initial change, like, oh, the next day I was different. Like, this has been, like, patterns have been broken. Um, like, that's transformation, right? Like, there was, like, you know, stuck in these places and going, like, you know, because I think what's the... Um, that's translation is so hard for me. Right, I know. It's, it's, it's funky. <laughs> but it, like, this, you're living sacrifice. Like, we bring our life uh, to him. And I, I feel like it's just that and when I went to that place to say, okay, what is going on? It was the first time I think I really just was like, here I am. Getting rid of all the things, um, not rid of, but like just setting aside all these beliefs that I had. Where I, I had all these places where I felt like God was supposed to be in this box of how I believed he's supposed to work. And just set that aside said here here's me and he when he started unpacking me i mean like to me this is this the nuts and bolts of like transformation um just it, this is my my experience and i i talked to a lot of guys who, who you know relate um you know ladies too i mean this this is some universal stuff but um but i i don't think this is like the be all end all but for me it's been so much of like, okay, I, you know, stuck in this place where I was, um, I was hiding. I was hiding from really myself. I was cut off. My inner life didn't really, there wasn't a lot there. So being cut off there, I was also cut off from God. I was cut off from real relationship. When he broke through that, then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I have to see God and he's seeing me. So there's, everything is on the table and in so the, the, I'm trying to figure out how to put words into this, but um, the the transformation. There's there's this uh, what I've what I've seen for me. There's there's a we all get these wounds and and you know inflicted on because life is crazy. Like um, we're living a broken world and we're abused and we're you know treated horribly and we're there's everybody's gonna incur stuff and and um I had you know I was abused as a kid and I could minimize it and be like oh yeah it wasn't a big deal just you know and um he's 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 bringing me back to this going I spent my whole life hiding from myself because I was kind of hiding from this pain this this place of confusion. It's like when I was, you know, why did I want to go all in at, at seven years old? I wanted that more than anything. God, baptize me, dunk me, forgive me, because I already, as a as a seven year old, I was already already carrying um, a, a burden of shame that no seven year old should carry. Um, so I go through my Christian life, and I'm going, I don't know, I don't know what to do with that. I'm, I, and I and I start, I'm distant from God. He's still out there. I'm going because. Because that pain was so deep, I couldn't, I, couldn't, I didn't know what to do with it. Mm. 
And so with he, he breaks through that. What, what I've seen just going like, wow. That's where he meets us. He meets us in our most broken places. And, and the things I avoid, I want to soothe over. I want to like, you know, let's numb this. Let's do that. But under, and so we can look at all those behaviors that we get into and just go like, oh, that was terrible. That's terrible. You shouldn't drink so much. You shouldn't do it. Like so much of that comes from what's underneath it. What is the, the, the pain that we've been through? that's underneath those things. And, um, you know, so you kind of, there's a, there's a healing there. It's not just saying, oh, I'm going to stop. I'm going to change. Like I, I changed, you know, <laughs> hundreds of times. <laughs> but, uh, when he changes us, it's, it's different. It's, it's touching those places where, where, I mean, it's this healing process. Like what is, healing does it look like oh I just accept things or does it look like I'm changed and different and and going maybe it can go either way but ultimately it's to me like at the root of the problems in my life and the behaviors I couldn't get out of where I was stuck at the root of it was simply a wound and being able to to bring that to him, to have that ministered to, to um, just, I'm losing my words here, but. Um, That's kind of, yeah, the <laughs> real healing can begin. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it is such a beautiful thing. It, it, it's, it's not what I ever thought it would be like. Mm -hmm. um, you said a cool thing, and I quoted it last week, that when, when you do, God does this big thing for us and, and gives us this grace, the thing isn't to try and do something great for him in return. It's to go to him, right. to, to go to him. And, and um, we're going to spend some time in communion as we close our time together today. And I was, when you said this, this wound, and I was thinking about Jesus' wounds, I was thinking about him mm. suffering. We put a picture of mm. one of your neat, neat <laughs> Jesus-centered mm. paintings. And, mm -hmm. and I think... As, as we go into communion and is there something, you know, for, for many of us might hear that also have wounds of whatever degree, maybe in, what's, the, what's the encouragement for us as we, we go to him? What's, what's that like? How can you encourage us to, to go for it? What, what do we? <laughs> we got nothing to lose. Um, hmm. yeah. I mean, I feel like avoiding that brokenness, avoiding, avoiding ourselves, the, the real where we are, cuts us off. We, we go toward it, you know, that's to me, like, what's repentance? It's not like, oh, I'm going to try to be better. It's just turning toward my pain. It's turning toward even the places where we're stuck. We go, turn toward it. Bring like a holy curiosity to God. Say, why am I stuck here? Can you like, what am I getting from this? And that's where you'll start to see where these, like, because you might not even know where, where the wound, where the pain is, but you know you're stuck somewhere. Say, well, what, am, what is this actually doing for me? And when I turn and face, like, the pain, um, you know, even we're, like, rebuilding our marriage, and there's days where it's gnarly hard. And I, and I go, God, what, 
what is in this? And time and time and again, I turn to him in this place where I'm just, I'm still broken and, and I'm still full of like, I'm just, I, can I keep going? When I turn to him in that pain, that's where I find him in that pain. When I avoid that pain and say, I don't want that pain, I don't want to be good, I miss out. And turning to him in that pain, you know where I, what happens is we find him there. I go, oh man, I'm rejected by the one I love. And he's like, gotcha. That's what I did to him for a lot of years, right? Like when we turn toward him in it, he makes his home there. That's where he lives. He lives in our pain. That's what I feel like. He just mm. like he's like I build my home in your pain, mm. so you can have your home. Like you know the he goes to prepare a room for us. The room is in us. The room mm. is here. Like it's this place of joy because you go. He's living in our pain, so we can live in his house. And his house is our. We are this temple. We are. He dwells in us, and so we. If you don't turn to your pain, you're living. A, you're not even who you are. You're you're just the construct out there of your own making. But you, your pain is you. It's it's. And when you turn and go into it, guess who's there? The other, the other, the other that lives in you. The, the Lord. He's he's there. Like that's. There's yeah. no. Don't like. Yeah. The pain. The pain is a blessing because it just. <laughs> where else are you going to find him We've, that's what it took for him to open the door for us so yeah what you got you know that's awesome man well I, I so appreciate that and I think it invites us into communion in a unique way to recognize what Jesus has done for us on the cross suffering and going through what we deserved our you know just death and separation from God and, and come meeting us in this way coming into our world and and, and meeting us, and there's no pain that he isn't, uh, that he can't hold, that he can't right. be in the middle of, um, and so and so I love that. I, I would love to just pray for you and, and your wife, Amy, as we transition to communion. I wonder, you know, as you think about this newfound connection with God now, how can we be praying for you? Like, what's ahead? You know, what, what, do you, what can we be lifting you up? Oh, I mean, there's... I am not good at relationships. <laughs> That's just the truth of it. Like, I, I haven't, my whole life has been hiding from them. Um, and so this is new territory. I'm, as I'm, you know, getting to know God and realizing, like, gosh, if you're not getting to know him, you don't even, it's like you don't even know him. If you're not getting to know your wife, you don't even know her. You just know this idea of her. Like, and I just want to move into my relationships with my wife, my kids, my friends, I just want to do this well, and um, and I know I'm I'm not. That's not my strong point. I'm. Yeah. I'll just go paint and go hide. <laughs> like I don't want to live that no more. Yeah, so. it's the artist. Yeah. You know, it, you do these solitary work. This yeah. solitary work. There's a reason I went come, that way. You know, it's kind of introverted and. Man, awesome. Well, let's yeah. do it. I, I'd yeah. love for us to pray for for Matt, and in fact, maybe if uh, if Amy want to come on up, and we'll. And we'll do a little prayer here and uh, invite you guys to, yeah, yeah, would you kind of stand here and say a prayer, say a prayer for them. And 
Uh, maybe if you could join us as, as we pray for this awesome couple and what God's doing, this transforming work, you know. And the, and the invite we, we read in, in, in the next verses of, of Romans 12 is that this transforming work leads us into community, into belonging with others, and, and, and into the spiritual giftedness where we get to operate in these gifts that God's given us that, that are meant to be a blessing to others, a gift to others. And so we'll pray for that for you guys fresh way. Yeah, so let's, let's pray together. God, thanks so much for Amy and Matt, their kids, their family, um, the ways that you've been holding them and journeying with them in this season. Thanks for Matt uh, for having the courage and, and the willingness to share his story, uh, just a slice of his story today and, and the, the beginnings, a, a new work that you're doing in his heart. And I pray that that would spill out a God to, to others, that you would continue to use that story to encourage others, to encourage us, uh, help them as a couple in their relationships, help Matt as he dives in, as he senses and opens his heart to what belonging can look like um, for him and with you and with others. Uh, and God, may you remind them as a couple, as a family, uh, that they're a treasure, a treasure that you've created meant to be a gift to others. And I pray that you would um, lead them in that in a new way in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, you guys. Can we thank them? Thanks, Matt. Amazing. So cool. Well, we're going to do a time of communion as we close. And our, our very good friend, Aaron McCann, has been willing to share a communion moment with us and lead us into that time. So is Aaron here? Yeah, come on up. Aaron, you can use this microphone right here. You don't need a microphone? No, I do. You do. Okay, yeah, that's what I was figuring, yeah. Jason can't hear you, so you're going to need to talk loud with that, that mic right there. All right. Good enough? Might need your hearing checked if you can't hear me. Um, so in a few minutes, we're going to be doing communion. We're going to be using um, these little cups this time. Um, if you've been with us for a while, you've seen we've done communion in a few different ways. But um, So these were on your seats when you came in. Hopefully everyone has one. Um, I have to say that Romans, the book of Romans, is quickly becoming one of my favorite books in the Bible. Um, and that's partially because we've spent five weeks now in Romans, just one chapter. Um, and, you know, just hearing what Matt had to say, there's so much um, in Romans, you know, so much uh, richness in the words um, and the teachings that are found in Romans. So um, all that to say that I will be keeping us in Romans. Um, when I first started preparing for this reflection, I had basically like two full chapters of Romans that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, and so I encourage you to go read Romans. Um, but, but luckily, for the sake of time, I've narrowed it down to uh, three verses. Don't worry. Don't, no worries. Um, so we're, we're going to be in Romans 6. Um, and I'm going to read three verses. I'm going to jump around a little bit because I can't read all of them. But... Um, I want to highlight some of the things in there. So Romans 6, 4, 
It says, For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. Verse 7, When we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And verse 14, Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. So there's a phrase that I heard somewhat recently. Um, I believe it came from a verse that's found in the message, paraphrase. But the, the phrase was, unforced rhythms of grace. So communion is traditionally a time to remember Jesus' death and the significance of it in our lives. Um, the powerful truth in those verses that I just read is that when Jesus died on the cross, it says we also died and were buried with Christ. Our sin died and was buried with Jesus. The power of the law over us died and was buried with Jesus. And now we live new lives, lives that are free from the demands of the law, free from the pressure of the law over us, and we get to rest in the unforced rhythms of grace. Like Matt, I've had times in my life where I've been weighed down by the pressure of following the rules of Christianity or what I presume to be the, these rules. Um, and by the grace of God, I have made it through those times. Um, and in this phase of my life, I've been able to find the true freedom. Um, I'm continuing to learn what that means, but the freedom that is found in my death to the power of the law over my life and experiencing true freedom in living by the Holy Spirit. Or as Matt uh, described moving, simply, moving from death to life. And this has taken the pressure off. We can have freedom from pressure, freedom from striving to do more. Um, for me, that striving has just led to anxiety. Um, it's led to shame. And what I've found is really that what I need is to try less and trust more to do less and surrender more. Surrender to the Holy Spirit in me and trust God to do the work for me. Holiness, our hope of glory, our hope of being good, comes from trusting, not trying. Remember, verse 14 says, sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. So because Christ died and we died with him, we're now equipped to live a life that is Christ-like and holy, not because we are trying harder, but because of the spirit of Christ in us who works to will and to do according to his good purposes. Again, we get to rest in the unforced rhythms of grace.